2: Welcome to a classic big interview. This time, we go back to season 16-17. This is what I had to say about it back then. I used to love watching Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank play. He was a powerful, clinical, swashbuckling striker who proved himself at the highest level in England with Leeds, Chelsea, Middlesbrough, plus in Spain with Atleti. He's now transferred those skills into management with QPR, where I think he's steadily building a good reputation. So, a football man who I enjoy and respect, and who's fun-loving, free-thinking on the beautiful game, you know, we just had to get him on the big interview. And Jimmy didn't disappoint. We sat down with a Dutchman on a balmy afternoon at the QPR training ground at Harlington, which happens to be a recurring character in this series of big interview podcasts. We talked management, Rondos, English football culture, Van Hal, Danny Blint, Simeone, Valeron, Atleti, and a lot more. A big guy with a big laugh, a big heart, and a huge talent. I think you're going to love an hour in the company of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. This is one of those occasions, uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, when not only am I talking to a footballer who really made me happy, who who I enjoyed watching, but listeners, I'm sorry. Thank you. We've had a couple of laughs before we switched the tape on because we were talking football. And that's the reason that we're here today, because... I always love the journey of a specially talented footballer, whether it's somebody who is you know, gifted with all the technical skills ever, or somebody who's had to work hard into being a coach, a manager, a manager now. Eh? So if you'll permit me, before we talk about some of the things that made me excited about your football, and before we talk about training ground stuff which we've been doing off tape, I really want to know, for a man who's got so much energy and laughter and fun and who loves his football so much, You're in one of the worst jobs in the world. (laughs) You're you're a manager now. You've got to deal with people. You've got to deal with administration. You've got to deal with budgets. You can't take the stress out by scoring a goal. How
3: the hell do you deal with the, the stress and the longing to get your boots on and solve the problems myself? Yeah, no, those days are gone, uh, unfortunately, you know. Unfortunately, those days are gone of resolving those kind of problems myself. Uh, The worst job, a very difficult job. It is a very difficult job. It is a very difficult job. But if I look back and if I got the opportunity again, I would do it again. Basically, what I'm saying is I know it's a difficult job and we are going in the right direction. But it's a job that I really like, I like it. I, I, I love it because I see changes that we have made and I see the difference where the club wants to go and step by step, we are trying to get there and we are making steps, you know, of getting there. I'm a football man, I'm a football man. This is, this is me, I want to be in football Yes, if I could have played until my 80th or 90th, I would, I would do so. But unfortunately, we can't. And this is the second best job that there is in football, I think. You know, I'm outside. I'm every day wearing my boots, being with the players, having a laugh, pushing them, being hard, training them hard, preparing them, loving them, seeing them sweat and seeing them suffer. You know, seeing them suffer, and they need to suffer. They need to suffer for them to appreciate what they have got. I love it. I love my job. It's hard, it's hard, but I wake up every day with a smile on my face and I look at my children and I, uh, luckily I can bring my children to school and then I come here or on my days off I can bring my children to school and the next day I'm here and there's no better and then being here outside with the with the players. I want know? to involve you in two questions that we asked previous
2: guests. One was we sat down with Graham Souness, who I already knew isn't quite as ferocious as he as he makes out, or as he was yeah. as a player. He said that he was five minutes late because he'd been outside mowing the grass, and he said it's not because I deeply love my garden. He said I have to be outside. I need the outdoors. And Martin and I walked into a training ground today, and they've been cutting the grass. And we smelt that which you can get on the golf course. We yeah. smell the grass, and it makes, i don't know if it makes you feel like a kid again. Or, that's part
3: of what makes you happy. Isn't yeah, it? that's part of what you make you happy. And believe you me, I don't mow the grass. <laughs> <laughs> but but also, I just like to be—I like to be outside. I like to see that ball bouncing. I like to see the guys running. And you know, sometimes you kick a ball. You know, uh, when they play a little rondo. You know, we know how what rondo is—five against two. Six against two, you want to sometimes play a little bit. You play a little bit, two minutes, and then you are, you're tired and you have to get out. And those little things you still do, you know? But majority, yeah, you want to be outside with the players and and, and coaching them. And the days that the managers are staying inside, it's finished. It's finished. The coaching part, the, the the making, trying to make players better, the under, getting them to understand why interesting well, when did you first encounter the Rondo <laughs> properly yes properly yeah, yeah, I encountered it a, a long time ago uh, when I was at Boa Vista and, and all that kind of stuff but when I encountered it properly uh, what to do when to do and how to do it was it the Dutch non escort? ah that's interesting now. Yeah.
2: So when you were called up to the international squad, yeah. this was something
3: that... Now, who trained you most? Hiddink? Hiddink. Them? We had Hiddink. Yeah. We had Ronald Koeman and Frank Reichardt assisting him. As assistants, yeah. And then we had Johan Naiskens, who was his real assistant. But then the two, Johan and Frank Reichardt, Frank Reichardt and uh, Kuman. Frank always having been something of a hero to you, right, if yes. I'm not wrong? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. we always around the players and playing sometimes also a little bit of uh, rondos. So in the Dutch national squad, where I was a lot in the middle, because <laughs> I, I lost the ball a lot, that's where I got to learn it properly and why we used to do it, and why I am doing it at times, and all that kind
2: of stuff. And that's where I'm going to, because we know our audience, they've either followed something that I maybe talk about or write about in Spanish football, but they follow Spanish football. And a lot of them have maybe taken the trouble to read a little bit about the Rondos, but we're fortunate with you, doubly fortunate, because I think you're the first player that we've sat down and spoken to in Britain, Michael Carrick and Darren Fletcher talked to United's training ground about boxes, which yes. is a similar concept. It's the, same. it's the same, yeah. And they wanted, they said there was a a little box yeah. and a bigger box. Yeah. And they both said that when they got there, they wanted to go in the little box because that was when the ball flew and people, yeah. keen and Scold or Ferdinand, would ping it at you to yeah. see if you could take it. And they loved that pressure. But they said other players folded under the pressure. Yeah. But you could tell us... The meaning
3: of the rondo. The thing is, when I came in England, and you would play the boxers, they would play it to get other people in the middle. And that is not the game. You understand? Yes. So, they used to play it. So, if you would play 6v2 or 8v2, whatever, the 8 on the outside, how they would play it in England, was one of the 8 were trying, was giving... One of the other eight, a A bad ball, and then he would go. had to go into the middle. But that's not about the game. The game is about to keep those two as long as possible in the middle and keep them suffering. That is what the game is about. And if you give your teammate a bad ball, you are going in. You know? That's what is the game about. And I got to understand that only when I got in the Dutch national team. Tell me
2: about who they... If you're in the two...
3: Yeah, for the Dutch national team. <laughs> Who might the six be or the eight? Frank De Boer never went in. Philippe Koku never went in. Patrick Cluivet never went in. Mark Overmas, occasionally. Edgar Davis, if he would go in, then he was ch- just trying to give one between the legs or whatever. <laughs> you know, those players, they didn't go in that often.
2: Do you know? you have we, I, mean, I was interested in, in this discussion for everything about the Rondo about you learning it as a player and using it as a coach but if if I'm not wrong have we just touched on one of the reasons that the English national team traditionally hasn't performed as well as it could have done because Jimmy you've talked about a very basic thing control of the ball that
3: we don't think the right way about no I I think I think that it's a little bit deeper than, than only that the boxes you know Yes, it's a start, but I think in the last 10 years of English football, England has forgotten what they are good at and what has made them in the past such a good force. And they have tried to be other countries, nations mm-hmm. that they are not. Yeah. And I think there is where it starts. You know, uh, they have to be proud of what they are and they have to. And flourish that, empower that, you know more. I feel eh? that's that's me. Eh? Yeah, that's me, that's my opinion. Looking from outside in. The English game has always been about passion, tempo, high intensity, yeah and doing things quick of those things. Why would you step away from them? Direct. Why would you now, out of a sudden, try to be two years? A Spain who does everything very calmly and wants you to to suck you in to now out of a sudden penetrate or they want to out of a sudden be uh, France Mm. who plays totally different and copy them. Why? Why? You know, you can still play really good football with those three ingredients. Don't lose those three ingredients. That is you, those three ingredients. And I think England... I'm hearing people talking about who they need to choose for the next coach of of England and Frank Lampard, who I really respect. Totally. Who I think is magnificent, but he's saying we need to look what Germany is doing. No, you don't. You don't. Look what you need to do. Make something that is you. Make something that is you and be proud of you. yes. Don't ignore what the Germans are doing, you know. Don't ignore what the Spanish are doing. Don't ignore what the French are doing. But you have to be you. And I'm in a way, I'm very, and I'm going on a little bit. No, 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 no. But I'm away. I'm happy that an older manager has got the England job now. Because what you,
2: what you've described there fits the mentality and the playing style of the guy they've just appointed. That no, I don't argue that at all. and and. and You would anyway, but feel free to shoot me down. In my dream world, because I thought I watched the reverse happen, I thought I saw very clever, intelligent, technically brilliant footballers in Spain reach a stage where they were fertilised a little bit by the English mentality that you're talking about because so many of their key players came to England and went, oh, learned four or five big things brought yeah. it back and mixed it and spain became winners because they just added a sprinkling yeah. of what you've talked about here the intensity the tempo there the toughness as well mm. whatever just imagine and i'm not even english so bollocks to them as far as i'm concerned scotland, let's, yeah. let's go and fix scotland first but no in all seriousness i'd like to see them s- successful let's imagine you kept Everything you've identified as part of the clothes of the English game that are important, yeah. but you could just change the mentality about what you're doing in the box and make it big so that we bred here a generation of players who kept the ball, who, who did a de never gave the ball away yeah. and did a davits and said, only give the ball away if you're trying for a special trick. If we, if we rebred more schools, more Paul schools... But, but do they appreciate those players? They, they were underappreciated. Their manager tried to take Paul goals and play him on the wing. It, but it still means that those people were in the w- wrong. Would that happen in Spain? No, no. Would Generally, that ha- would, it, would that happen in Holland? I guess 99% of the time not.
3: Albeit that v- Cruyff and Van Gaal from the same club always saw football... Different. Yeah. But, but, but Cruyff and Van Gaal wanted to invent a little bit football themselves. Yeah. Cruyff and Van Gaal, if Cruyff would say that has to be done you knew that Van Gaal would go the opposite because they don't like each other, yes. even though they might, yes. might have the same principles yes. might believe in the same things but because they want to be he would say yeah, yeah, you understand, yeah. and you believe you, you, you are in the Van Gaal uh, camp. camp, or you are in the Cruyff camp, nonsense Yeah, I they are all the same yeah they're all the same their school is all the same and uh, uh what i wanted to go back to is why i ask you about schools we have stones or oh, we have
2: yeah no 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 i understand of course we.
3: <laughs> <body>. England we England <laughs> there's a big qpr yeah, story I, 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 england have have stones yeah they have been saying we need to start uh, developing our players they need to be able to handle the ball they need to be able to pass. They need to be able to bring the ball out and da-da-da-da-da, da 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 But Stoltz Stones is being absolutely hammered, hammered yeah. because they're saying now he can't defend.
2: What do you want? Do you know, but you, you've, okay, again, you've encapsulated you something that drove me mad when I was younger and I was here and you were playing here. Because I remember very well, whether they're identical players or not, Real Ferdinand at West Ham... Don't get me wrong, could, I like defenders, eh? Don't no, get me I understand. Wrong. I like defenders, eh? defenders, 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 have defend. be,
3: defenders have to be defenders. But
2: Stones has something special. Stones is a footballer. We, we know this. And he can do all the things you were saying that the debate here is that England needs. But if you substitute Stones for Ferdinand, now not at Manchester United, but at West Ham... They were like, yeah, he's elegant, but he makes mistakes and he goes to sleep. I don't know if it's in every country, but certainly in this country, there's a quickness to put the microscope on whatever it is they perhaps can't do. Instead of appreciating, well, look at these 10 things that they're superb at. Now, that must be a trap that you don't fall into because of your Dutch teaching. But as a manager, you have to look at your troops out there and say, okay...
3: There's one or two problems with him here and there, but I see the good things. Look, uh, especially in the bracket that I work in, you know, you're going to have players who are not... They have faults. You can keep on looking at the faults and get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Or you can look at their pluses and forget a little bit about the faults, try to make the faults a little bit better, yeah? But keep on concentrating on their pluses. And I believe... Even in this bracket, even in the bracket below, the pluses that they have are very, very good. And if you make them feel good, they will flourish. Because you're
2: touching on the difference between a player of some ability who maybe his confidence is low or a player of maybe slightly more moderate ability, but his confidence is high. So
3: he'll maybe try something he doesn't think he can do and he can. He will be more open to it. Yeah. He'll be more open to it. And if you praise him, well done, keep on doing it. He might overcome the things that he, that he is not so really good at. And he might be more open to try to improve the things that he is not so good at. You know, more easier. Because he is feeling a little bit better. He is, he is, he's got, you know, he's, he's got that, that good feeling around him. You, you understand? Everybody has got his faults. And on the game as well, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever system you put in, whatever whatever tactic you put in... Nothing's perfect. Of course, of course, of course. You're going to have... Whatever Barcelona does, I'm coming back to Barcelona, they are one of the best teams in, in the world. Or going to Bayern Munich. Whatever they do, however good uh, Pepper Guardiola is, and don't get me wrong, it's bloody hard to play against. Mm. But if you play on the counter... He's got he's got a problem, and you play the counter good. He's got a problem. He's got a problem. You know, if you're shot for shot, he's got a serious problem. When you have got quick strikers, quick people, runners all the time, you've got a problem. You've obviously been
2: watching. I know your point you know, is. I know your point is general, it, but he it, it, said that was the worst. That was the most difficult thing. For him playing the football he wanted to do with Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, that the counters were hell to cope with, and that means no system,
3: no manager is perfect. No, it's nothing perfect. It's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing is perfect. What you need to understand is what is not perfect. As much as you want to be having a tactic, blah blah blah, and this is what we're going to do, yeah. But what is the what is the the, the the thing that can hurt you, and that's what you need to understand. See if I can if I
2: can pick up on that. When I watched you. And I, if you'll excuse me, later I will talk about the technique of shooting and how to gain power <laughs> and all this, but because we need to. I don't to. I did you, I should. <laughs> well, look, I also saw a player, it was my opinion, and this isn't flattery, I also saw somebody who knew how to move based on where, what their teammates were doing, what a game plan was, will come to your partnership with Ida as well, because it looked to me very intelligent, very innate, very natural. But... It, you could see your football intelligence above your energy or your um, power or the fact you knew where the goal was. You could see that it was... So I imagine that if you complement that with experience and the Dutch national team, I imagine you always felt that you understood football. Long before you were a coach, at what point did you begin to realise that maybe you could communicate that understanding? Because that's another skill, a
3: different skill, which you need yeah. day to and day Yeah, and that's the hardest skill. That's a difficult question. I decided to become a coach... Way after I stopped playing football. When I was playing football, I didn't even think about it. Really? I really didn't think that I was going to be a coach. Never thought about it. Then I started being a lot with Steve McLaren. And he persuaded me in a, in a little bit. Just go and do it, Jim. Just go and do it. Just go and work with the kids first. What is very normal in Holland. In England is not that normal. No. But it's very normal in Holland. So I started working with kids at Chelsea. And I started taking my badges and then started talking. And that, that communicating, what you want, how you want, why you want, that is the hardest bit. Mm-hmm. And that is where I want to improve so much because that is the most important bit. doesn't matter what session you put on, that's the most important
2: bit. But if you it's just like your point about all systems have flaws? If, even if you communicate perfectly and you communicate the right thing, isn't it amazing how people hear different things? Yeah. It's six people,
3: but that is football, isn't it? That's football. Everybody sees it different. And to have a group of 25 and to make them understand all 25, what you, what you want and what you are trying to do, it is, it, is, it is not easy. So that's why you have to do repetition, 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 repetition. <laughs> So that they just so because what they they call it automatismos in Spain automatism
2: automatism yeah Yeah. so and and presumably the Dutch have the same term for yeah Yeah. but you talked about
3: making players need to suffer that is physically but in the right way to to gain intensity to gain intensity not only intensity but for the game sometimes you need to go to the extreme in the game you know when you have done that you need to be able to say to the players and show them why they have yeah. done that in training. You complete the loop. You say, now look, when you hated me,
2: that Wednesday in November, when it was raining, you were sore, this is why we did it. You understand?
3: Yeah, okay. This is why we did it. And yeah. look at you now. Yeah. Now, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You understand? Yeah. Uh, suffer in the right way. In a game, sometimes, you might suffer. You might not have the ball for 10 minutes. And you have to run, you have to defend, and you have to suffer for that time to keep that zero. Are you going to be able to do that? Are you going to be tough enough to be able to do that as a group? Are you, you know? And then after, when you win that that ball back, are you going to be able to keep it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to keep it now, or are you able to, to hurt them and score? Yeah, are you? It's a hard job to make people concentrate.
2: It's a hard job to you make know? people understand that. It's a hard job, but it's a beautiful job. This isn't me being cheeky now, because I would have said watching the disappointment of the astonishment of working with Ranieri Atletico and, and, the, and the team being... The team with good players in it. Very good, good players. players. in it. Valeron was a genius. Paraja went on to win the league whether he looked like it at the time or not, Cap de Villa went on to win the World Cup and the, and the European Championship. The he, and yeah. Joanne, Cap, no, he, you're not on your own there because Joanne is one of the nicest, friendliest people I've ever met and he can't understand it. Yeah. He, he always yeah. says to me that, he said, it, one day he said, I think I must be the least talented player ever to win the World Cup. And i was say, no, 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 man, no, no. Because I just love him. Yeah. But you, you had a team. You won at And Ranieri left before the end, but that team got relegated. He had big problems. You you had Ranieri at Chelsea at a time when he was obsessed by, who was it, Sassi's running and burning the players out. And And yet, not only has he won the title this year, but his team has exhibited, maybe it's their, maybe it's the praise of the players, all the things you've just been talking about. Conserve that zero. We're suffering here. But when we get the ball back, we're going to do things cleverly Mm. and quickly. And there's a big disparity between you, you, the
3: runny area of Atleti, the runny area of Chelsea, and the runny no, area but, of Leicester. No, but, but also, I go a little bit further, you have different ways. You have different ways. You have the Leicester way, or you have the Barcelona way. Clearly. Now, the Barcelona way is years and years and years and years, and years of doing the same, same thing and knowing the system. Correct, yeah. Leicester's way is having less names, less players, less, less noble players, less quality in players, but having a structure put together, that worked, you know? And if you look at them, how, f- how much ball possession they had, I think it was the least in the Premiership. Yeah, but they got the job done. Now, I'm a Dutchman, if you say to me, you will win the league like that this year, I say, okay, Thank you very much. I take it for the first year, for the first time, (laughs) for the first time, Yeah, maybe for the second time. But then after, I would want to add to that. I would want to add some flair. I would want to be able to work it, that we can keep the ball, that we have more the ball, that we are a little bit more dominant, and all those kind of things. But that's me. What you say is an interesting
2: thing, and it applies to both me and to Martin and... I guess to Paul as well. Maybe you feel that way because you said because I'm a Dutchman. But why do we feel that way? Why do you think that it unites you and me because I feel the same way? Because we love football. We love winning. The
3: Italians, the Spaniards, they love football. Mm -hmm. They love football. I know where this is going now. The Italians? Spaniards, they love football. The English, they're passionate about football. Yes. The Germans... Who have changed their style now. Yes, noticeably. They've changed their style, but they used to be like the Italians. They love winning. Beautiful. I've never heard it said like that before. That's true. That's so true. The Dutch will never win a fucking thing. Whoa, 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 that can't be so. I... The Dutch, listen to me. As long as their mentality is what their mentality is, they will never win a fucking thing. Too pure? Too innocent? Too technical? Naive. The, you know how unhappy they were when Van Gaal played three at the back? It worked. You, I was at the game. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 but at work, but at the start, it was World War 3 in Holland. Yes. Because he was winning and because he was going far in the World Cup. They accepted a little bit, but it was not popular. Jimmy,
2: wasn't it... Inter- I know, I, I'm talking about... And separately.
3: then tried it, and, fell, and they absolutely killed him. If you lose to Iceland, they're going to kill you. No, but Iceland was good. A goal, Iceland
2: was Leicester. But let's pick Van Haal's problem aside now as a coach and as a watcher who lo- who loves football, but I like to understand it too. Who's your man at Roma, your Dutch midfielder at Roma? Strohman. Strohman was injured, so he knew that he didn't see the midfield dominating the ball and holding and playing the ball the way he wanted so he came up with a remedy which was three at the back and wing backs which he also thought and he was the first to discover this would unstrip Spain and it did, damn it with not the fastest player in the world, Danny Blint's son down the left given 10,000 acres of space to cross that ball for that remarkable Van Persie header 1-1 not 2-0 but Didn't he do something intelligent and thoughtful and scientific by solving a problem that way? I'm telling
3: you one thing. And I love Van Gaal. I think Van Gaal has has been a genius. Mm -hmm. Not as much so as Alex Ferguson, because Alex Ferguson has changed in the years and has adopted to the changes. Van Gaal hasn't. Van Gaal has stayed with his mental philosophy. Mm -hmm. Now... I'm telling, you, I'm telling you now, my belief. If Strootman didn't get injured, mm-hmm. the Dutch national team would not have gone to the final. If you're, if you're saying Strootman got injured and yeah. now he needed to change, yeah. because if Strootman didn't get injured, they would play four at the back, three in the middle, three, three. and three up front. Sure. Yeah? I, I don't even think that they would got out of the first uh, group. Because Holland would have been Holland. Holland would have been Holland. And Holland would have been open Holland you understand what I'm saying? I do. Then let's go back four because years. Because if Stroedman was there, he would not have
2: changed to three at the back. You understand? See, and the three in the middle, you still don't think would have been able to dominate the
3: ball, dominate the game. A, a, no. Merely, they would be able to dominate the ball in front of the people's defence. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you.
3: As soon as the, they, they lose the ball, they're effed. Bang. Yeah. Because they're open.
2: That has been the problem with, with Holland. Then let me ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Well, let's see. Four years before, from Marwick, from Marwick, yeah, takes them to the final with almost everybody, even his assistant's brother. Okay, criticizing them, they get to the final, yeah. and they kind of go the opposite of what you said because they weren't naive. They were like, "We're going to win this any way it takes."
3: Exactly. Okay. In the end, they lose because what they did were you not think of it? Because. I loved it because they played still good football. They're still good footballers on the pitch, but they were more pragmatic. Fair word. They were more pragmatic. And they were more, okay, we're attacking, but you're not going to counterattack me. You understand? Yeah. So they stopped the counterattack, what always has hurt Holland. Always have hurt the Netherlands. Free kicks, corners, counterattack. Transitions hurt the Mm. Netherlands. Hurt, 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 hurt. Defending 1v1, 2v1. Two. The, the, the Jaapstams, the, 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 the Demlot, Van Tichelen, they're out. We don't have them anymore. Jaapstam was such an underrated player for Holland. We don't have them anymore. I remember
2: when he left Ajax that last season, Ajax were playing two at the back. And he won the Cruyff's Shield for being the best player in
3: Eredivisie. Yeah. He was unbelievable. The, 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 the Bogarts, the Jaapstam, who could play 1v1... You don't, you don't have them anymore. Dele Blind, Dele Blind, with all the respect to him, good footballer, mm-hmm. but you can't play him centre-half and play 1v1. Uh,
2: however he reads the game, he's also not quick. He's a, he's a defensive midfielder for me. Yeah. In Spain. Yeah. It, it, he's a, to me, he looks like a natural signing for Barcelona. Absolute natural stock Absolutely. On. And also, w- without being rude... I don't think Mourinho is going to enjoy him very much. No, no, no. You have to say it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> then we're getting into territory where I may say things that I regret because...
3: I think he's a Barcelona player. I think, I think he think he's a it stands player. out, eh? It stands yeah, he out. will stand out in Barcelona. I think he would be also appreciated in Barcelona. Yes. I don't think that he would be appreciated as much at Manchester.
2: You touched on Spain loving um, football If you take the good side of it What did you like about Spanish football when you got there? The wine <laughs> <laughs> then, then I've, then I've, done, quite well, then I've
3: no, done quite well No What did I like about the Spanish football? Life Or even Spanish football life I enjoyed the life I enjoyed the life We had a lot more training than here because oh, really? you train in the afternoon as well Okay You, uh, you often did double? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay Yeah Um I like the club, I, I, I like Atletico, I really like Atletico. Why we went down, going back to that, why we went down, was there were so many problems at Atletico. Jesus Gil went to jail, didn't pay players salaries. Players were unhappy, <laughs> players were unhappy. It's human, they didn't. They didn't care, yeah. you know, certain players, important players, yeah. you know. If uh, you're not being paid... Paid for months and months and months and months, eh? It's, it's you know. Disgusting. It's so, disgusting. so th- there was there were uh, significant problems in the club. That's why that's why we went down. Not on the fi- on the field. The we fans no
2: loved you. The fans adored you. I, I don't know how much you enjoyed the Calderon, but I remember. Oh, I love the Calderon. They adored you. Yeah, I love the Calderon. They're moving, are they? they? They keep talking about it. They have. It's typical Spain. The new stadium is half built. Now that it's half-built, they're thinking, well, maybe we should stay. It's just the biggest typical Spanish. I think ever. that they should stay. Calderon's extraordinary.
3: Uh, I think they should stay. But when you the, look, the,
2: the, 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 I'm guessing here, I guess you enjoy the modern Atletico Madrid when you look at it. I guess you
3: enjoy Simeone's idea of how a team should function. I am really surprised that Simeone is still there. That he hasn't said, okay, enough if enough. I've done enough. I cannot take this team any further. What he has done at the club and how he has done it at the mm. club, absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely magnificent. Get them ticking over how to function, unbelievable. And they keep on going. They keep on going, you know. The belief in each other, you know, the way that they are working, unbelievable. He's created what I guess... He's great, You're team, trying to do it?
2: here at Harlington where the, the group, first of all, absolutely believes in him, believes in his methods. And what I understand when, I, when I'm allowed to see it or when I talk to people is that because he's so intense and because he can be so volcanic, you'd imagine that his daily work is maybe like you see on the touchlines when he's waving his arms or shouting, and it's not. No. He gets people to, to believe and to work and to commit and to be intense in ways that, that tell you that Something about his man management or his human skills or his communication because it's not with the big stick. They want to follow him. It's like a great leader in battle and and that makes him so valuable if you add his football understanding to it as well. Like you, I look at two beaten Champions League finals in extra time. You begin to think maybe that Champions League final is going to be for you when you come back in five, six, seven years. Now's the time to shake off the dust and and think somewhere else. I,
3: I guess he could have picked whoever he wanted. He, he looks yeah. a talent to you, right? Oh, he is a talent. Mm. He is a talent. For me, the way who, how he has done it, and the way how he keeps them going, and the way that they are functioning, how he is on the on the on the side of the pitch, that's not me, but that is him. You know, and I do understand that you cannot be like that on mm. the training pitch. on the training pitch. And I am a little bit more. On the training pitch, come on, come on, come on, pushing. Ah. Then on the side of the pitch. On the side of the pitch, I like to stay a little bit more calm. and, and, and Because you're reading what's happening? You're, because you're... I'm trying to read what's happening and also look how how we are. But, no, I admire the fella. I think that he's done absolutely magnificent and I admire him. I, I would like to see what he's doing. He runs them a lot, don't he?
2: Yeah, they but, they do. Without, without ball. They're doing runs. triple sessions right now. They do. They do every summer. Did you ever train in San something? de San Francisco, yeah. about sixty kilometres away, where where Gil built the thing that yeah. collapsed. So they do triple sessions now. And Professor Profe Ortega, the fitness guy, I get. I I wasn't here to watch Roberto Sassy. Sassy. I guess he bored you as well as exhausting sure. you. But Profe, Profe Ortega works them to with an inch of their lives. But they respond. They like it. Maybe because like you do when you say now this is what it's for maybe there's a different yeah. correlation there but they, they, they work yeah they run there's no work done without the ball at Barcelona whereas there's a lot of work done without the ball at Atleti and Atleti outrun teams all the time as you see
3: and now that is so beautiful about football
2: <laughs> two completely yeah.
3: different houses two so completely different about churches football, they outrun everybody yes. Barcelona doesn't No. Barcelona gets success Atletico gets success Now, when they play against each other in the last few years, (coughs) Atletico has has done really well. Particularly in the spring. If you look at the big shocks
2: when Atleti have beaten Barcelona, this is just a personal theory, it comes when Barcelona are heavily weighed down physically, mentally. They've probably qualified for the cup final. The Champions League comes around, the league is tough and uh, there's the Spain internationals and Atleti's caught them twice in that March-April time when everybody knows if you can be fitter then, your brain is quicker then. If you can do the little bit of extra work, you'll win. That, to me, is what happened twice. And it's legitimate. It's why, like you say, it's why football's beautiful. Beautiful. Before I, we've got some questions for you because you're very popular with our listeners. So they've sent them in. But if you don't mind, if it's not boring for you, Depends what the question is Break down the, One of the best Striking partnerships That I've seen That you've worked in And I Had the good fortune To meet And to know a little bit In Barcelona yeah. As he won trophies there And came to Under Riker Came to Barcelona and said Quickly After two, three months Said to Riker We're not working hard enough On the training ground He said that and, Yeah And added a lot added a lot Bright footballer yeah. A ten To me a, a, Almost a Lippmann
3: style player yeah. Retrospectively Why did the partnership Work so well? because he could do something that I could not do and I could do something that he could not do, Mm -hmm. you know? Can you define them? Either is is a player in the ball, in the ball, turning out, passing, always finding a pass, reading the game, need players to make space for him, that kind of player, technically very understandable and knowing two steps ahead. I was not a technical player. I knew that I was not a technical player. You know, I was not a Gianfranco Sola, I was not a Balderon, I was not... I needed a Valderon. I needed a Valderon. I needed an Eider. That's why, when I was playing with Valderon, I scored 30-odd goals. He was a big factor? Big, I think in my... I think I scored 37 goals or something like that that year. One season? Yeah, and and I think... He, he set me up 20 odd times.
2: I, yeah, I wouldn't know? embarrass you, but people don't. Yeah. People, there are yeah. younger people than us in the world. But in case you don't remember, Jimmy was, I think, one or two goals off being Pichichi in the league. Scored in the win for Atleti at the Bernabeu. Uh, when Iker Casillas came on, scored in what became Atleti's last win over Real Madrid of any kind for 13, 14 years. Led your team to the cup final, thrashing Van Hals Barcelona in the semi-final, scoring yeah. there too. We'll forget the Espanol result in the cup oh, final. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. if you think about all those achievements and 37 goals, then, so Valor... But and again, if people don't know Valerón, you could say the same size and elegance
3: as Zidane, maybe not as fine a player. He was, the, he was the second Zidane, was it? To me. He was the second Zidane. But I needed a player like that. I needed to... Because I would make runs... I would make, and that's why it worked for me and Ida. I knew how to make runs, and find a little bit of space, and I knew that I needed to shoot quick. And I knew that I could shoot quick. And I knew if I shoot quick with my power, and I shoot in the right angle, it would be very difficult for the goalkeeper. So I needed to face the goal. I didn't want to be with my back to the goal. I needed to face the goal in a little turn and quick shoot, bang, or whatsoever. I knew that. So that's what I played at. But
2: this is enjoyment, not flattery, because you've described Idur like he's Eidre's type player, like they're the Da Vinci's of football, and that you're just doing doggies. But that's not true. The talent to know where to go, where the run must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah.
3: But show, show this way, go that and, way. And that's, and that's why I said I could do something that Ida could do. I understand do. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Ida could yeah. not do that. But well, let's just value <laughs> the thing and, you were and, doing. Yeah. No, I, I value it, but I understood where my strength was. Yeah. And I materialized on my strength, you know? I was not a, a, a technical player, uh, i tell you that. Uh, I was always, uh, I, was, I was a lot in, in, the, in the middle of the rondos, you know? Uh, and all those kind of things. Show me a goal. <laughs> and give me a chance, yeah, I was confident of putting the ball in the net. And you differentiated between yeah. power, but also timing and angle. Timing and angle, but I had... My, my gift was, and that a lot of people don't have, I could shoot with my inside, and it would be a really hard shot, and I could place it. Do you understand what I'm, what I'm I, saying? I understand, that. But... So, so if I open up and I, and I go for that corner... The shot normally is... is you finish round keeper so yeah, often. It's, it's, it's so hard that the keeper can't get there. Other players need to really lace it really hard, but then you don't get the curl. You understand what I'm saying? Was this so, natural? I trained it a bit, but I always had that power. I always had that power. Is it like a golf shot? Is it Because it's not pure power. It's about timing? It's about timing, yes. It's about timing, but being comfortable in that time. It's understanding it. But it's, it's about the mechanics. But the mechanics are very difficult to explain. It has to fit in your brain a little bit, if you understand what I'm saying. And you, never have, to, you
2: have to never analyse it just in case it breaks?
3: No, you cannot analyse it. You can break it down a little bit. You can break it down. It's a feeling. You know, I know, when I, that ball is in front of me and I see the goal... Before I shoot, I know, majority of the time, if it is gonna be a goal or almost a goal. Love that, absolutely love that. And I'm not being cheeky, but can you teach it? (laughs) I try, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but then it's the understanding. The brain has to click with that understanding, and and that you don't teach.
2: And the confidence, then before we break, before we stop, Answer the questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, then this comes from Scott Meakin. It doesn't have to be a massive one. Were you really close to returning to Atletico when they got back into the Primera two years later? No. No chance. Uh, Scott, no, he not I would love to, but no. <laughs> Andrew McNeil. I remember Ian McNeil. My grandfather, Ian McNeil, was a scout at Legion United yeah, when Jimmy came to Leeds. Me. Almost certain there's a picture of you two in my grandparents' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, Jimmy became a hero of mine and my brother growing up, and we still both own Hasselbank 17 at Letty Strips. I'm interested to know what type of manager George Graham was and whether he was as old school as
3: perhaps people said. No, George was not old school at all. There's certain stuff that I'm using of George. Yeah, he is. Uh, or certain stuff that I have made my own that I'm using his stuff. Is it the bat four with the? Well, it helps.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that wasn't a visual. That was a, not a very visual joke. I had my <clears throat> hand in there like Tony Adams did, just in yeah. case. Uh, and Jimmy No didn't smile. Jonathan Dodd, you shot with such power, yet saw a little bat left. Did your technique come naturally? Something you worked on. Jonathan, Jimmy's answered that already. Dean said, "How much did Jimmy's early career stand him in good stead now that he's a manager? Are he dealing with talented?" youngsters, but youngsters who maybe
3: lose their focus in other things. I'll tell you a, a story. This is how it is. And I love it. And I thought by myself, there's some, some truth in it. I had a little fallout with the player. And the player said to me, you still need to prove us. Yeah, we know you have been a fucking great player. But you need to prove yourself to us. You have not been a great manager but you have been a great player. It's totally different. Because I told him something to do and blah, blah, blah. And that's players. That's players. So, basically what I'm saying to you, that I've been a player and I've played on quite a high level, yeah, doesn't mean that I'm going to be a good manager. Now, I've had experiences, and I will use them, but if you look at Mourinho, he's never been a player, and he's a fucking good manager. He's done quite well. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a way, I had to say, yeah, yeah, true. But it is what it is.
2: And will you be better equipped if there's a kid who goes out too much at night, or does maybe whatever you and I did that you've written about that yeah. we don't need to go into? Will you be better placed to understand them, or will?
3: Yes. Yes. I will definitely be because I can open a book and I think it will open it up of being able to talk to us.
2: We've only got two more. That Boa Vista team of the mid-90s was special. How good was it to go into the big boys in Lisbon and Porto and winning, in particular, how good was the Bolivian Erwin Sanchez in that team that you won the cup? You won the cup. We won the cup, yeah. Benfica.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Quite a nice little achievement. Not, not bad, not bad, not bad. Erwin Sanchez was, was the idol at that time, wasn't he, uh, in, in, in Portugal, in, in, at Boa Vista. I think he, he's the coach now of Boa Vista. Erwin Sanchez, the Bolivian uh, number 10, and another number another, 10 yeah. that used to play behind, behind, behind me and that I needed a uh, feeding off. you know, so uh, had an incredible shot, incredible, you know, uh, no back lift and, uh, yeah, it was a special team. Nuno Gomes was in that team George Couto Russell Latapi
2: Ah, an honorary Scotsman Yes, yes Very very sort of uptight clean living guy I remember Russell always worrying about something never out at night Uh, Never, (laughs) never Russell, Russell, if you're listening I think you recognise yourself (laughs) And, And the very last one is this Matt Scott says and Graham Bandera wants to know about Borough too You must ask Jimmy about Middlesbrough's UEFA Cup final run has he ever known a better atmosphere in a half-empty stadium as the
3: wondrous Riverside win over Basel? One of the best games I've ever witnessed. No, one of the best games I've ever played in. We were losing on aggregate uh, something like 4-1 or something, half-time, and we just had to go for it, and we won 5-4. And we scored two, two goals, I think, in the last five minutes. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And then against Theo Bucharest, we did the same. Unbelievable. The but power then, of but, belief. But then we lost against Seville uh, 4 0 because we had run our luck, all our luck out. And Seville was was good, to be honest.
2: But only the Italians and the Germans care about winning above everything else. No, I we f- fucking care. <laughs> I was trying for that one there, Matt. I was doing my best for you there. Um, Jimmy, you've been really patient with us. You've given us more time than we than you said you would. That's because it's been um, about football. It's been a joy. You're as fun and inspirational a manager as you were as a footballer. Glad to have you in the beginning of you. Thank Thank you, boss. No problem. Thank Thank you. you very much. All success. Thank you.